This week on Moms Moving On. Kids feel everything. They're like, and, and similar to our, our animals, like they, they feel our energy and our energy shifts so quickly that if your energy isn't aligned with what you're promoting for your child to do, like, oh, we're going to go to your house with daddy this weekend, or we're going to go to your house with mommy this weekend, and you're not really energetically feeling that, they can feel it. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. We are back with a great conversation today on helping our children because they need our support in this co-parenting process. And we have none other than my friend Linda Matthews on with us today. She's a pediatric occupational therapist and she has worked with children and their parents who were uncoupling and divorcing. Some were very high conflict. She's been brought into legal battles. She understands what we're dealing with. And I am so happy to have her here today. Linda, thank you so much for being with us. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here and part of the people and the moms and the children that you serve, Michelle. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for I want, of course, and I want our listeners to know a little bit more about you. Can you give us like the, the Linda intro? The rundown, the rundown is, um, I've been a pediatric occupational therapist for 25 years and I've worked, um, in Miami and in New York city. And now I'm really focused on the presence with these kids and just the embodiment of their emotions and feeling all the feelings. There's been so many things in recent years that have brought me to this to this work with them, especially COVID, um, because they were they were locked down for so long and they didn't have like outlets to process all this emotion that everybody was feeling, and it was kind of like taking over everybody's nervous system. So it, I really dug in at that time when I had the time to sit down and really look at some things and think about how I could serve the children and families that I work with even better. Maybe like get away from like traditional occupational therapy, which sometimes can be a little bit cookie cutter. I'm not, not interested I don't think in that. There's, I don't think there's a lot cookie cutter about you, Linda. That's why I like you. <laughs> I um, Thank you. But, you know, I, I know that you have worked with children in high conflict divorce situations in the past. And what I really wanted to talk to you about today was how to help our children transition between homes. This is a topic that comes up for everybody, no matter whether they're high conflict or not. But obviously, as, as far as I've seen in my work, the more high conflict a situation is, the more difficult a time a child will have transitioning between homes. Do you see the same thing? Absolutely. It's so dysregulating to their nervous systems. It's so dysregulating to the parents' nervous system. So everything kind of trickles down. Yeah. And so I feel like the starting point for this conversation is, is looking at the parent. And, and I know I, I've learned from you, you only need one parent to be the safe parent, to be the calm parent, to be the one who's doing all the things. Mm-hmm. So be that one parent. Mm-hmm. Think about your own nervous system regulation and what you can do in those times that might be triggering, that might be um, tiring, that 
can just regulate your nervous system to bring you back into alignment with yourself, then you can impart that with your child and be present for your child who might be experiencing the same thing, but might not have the communication skills or the awareness to express it the way we express it. Right. And I find that the way it becomes expressed is, well, I don't want to go to daddy's house or I don't want to go to mommy's house, not because they don't want to be there, but because they don't want to experience the volatility or that awkwardness or that tension during the transition time. Have you seen this too? Yes. And kids feel everything. They're like, and, and similar to our, our animals, like they, they feel our energy and our energy shifts so quickly that if your energy isn't aligned with what you're promoting for your child to do, like, oh, we're going to go to your house with daddy this weekend, or we're going to go to your house with mommy this weekend, and you're not really energetically feeling that, they can feel it. Mm-hmm. Without the yeah. words, they can feel it. So making sure that whatever you're promoting, you're promoting it through through the loving of your child. You're promoting it because you love your child so much and you're going to look at it from a loving place of loving your child, not looking at the other parent at all. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like we need to do this in every area of co-parenting and it is just the hardest thing, but like so many things we discuss on this podcast about helping our children, it all starts with helping ourselves. So it sounds like we need to regulate our emotions before the transition to make it that much better. But since we're talking about the kids, can you give us some tips for pick up and drop off times that can help sort of ease their anxieties and, and make things as smooth as possible? Yes. So you want to get them into their body and out of their heads. And it also probably will, it's a co-regulation strategy, really a lot of co-regulation into body, like looking at your body, um, thinking about a body scan, like what's going on with your feet right now? Are you squeezing your feet? Are you letting go of your feet? And then like kind of go up the body so that they can be in their bodies and they can feel whatever they're feeling. And maybe they can have a conversation around it with you if they have the language for it. I mean, depending on the age of the child, Mm -hmm. this all is variable. Um, But games like in the cars, games on the way home, games on the way there, what do you, what are five things you see right now? Getting into your senses. What are five things you hear? Mm-hmm. What are five things you're feeling? Like, and it's like, you might have to lead the an ex- example of this. Oh, I feel the seat cushion. It's really hot right now. It's kind of burning my skin and in a playful way so that they can kind of follow along. And that gets them into like a calm state. You want to calm like their somatic nervous systems and get them into a place where they're kind of changed states. Whereas if they're feeling the tension of, well, mommy's upset, mommy's stressed, mommy's on her phone, mommy's talking, therefore they're not regulating. Mm -hmm. So, and also be very mindful about what you're doing when you're in the car, when they're with you, because whatever you're modeling, they're going to pick up. So maybe instead of handing them the iPad or the phone, really connecting with them, and giving them that internal feeling of safety versus the external. I think that's great. I think we don't realize how much kids are in their own heads making up these narratives that we know nothing about. And that's why I am so big on transparency and talking to our children about every little thing that comes up, because if you leave it open-ended, then they're there creating like their own fantasies about things and who knows what's going on in there. So I love that. 
idea of getting them into their bodies. That's something I've never heard before. That's really cool. Um, so let's let's play out a scenario. So we have regulated their emotions and, and they're finally like in a good place and they get to the other parent's house and the other parent comes out arguing with you about something and, and you shut down and your child shuts down. What do you do from there? Take a breath and be present with your child. You, you can, I mean, obviously depending on the person you're dealing with, how high conflict that, that position is, um, agree that you'll talk about it at another time, not in front of the child, Mm -hmm. um, would be the healthiest because even though we think they're not listening, they are absolutely so listening to everything. They are taking it all in. And even if unconscious, they, they have that information within them and that will dictate how they behave in their relationships later on and other relationships with peers. Um, because whatever they see, you're modeling. Right. Well, then this begs the question. This is where I got a lot of resistance because I'm the person who, if somebody's going to come at me in a strong way in front of my child, I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to say, not now, thank you, and go about my day. But then the argument is, are you modeling for your child to just be passive and let somebody walk all over you? Or do you teach them in that moment to stand up for yourself, right? Like that becomes the debate. I mean, the boundary thing is huge. You want to teach children boundaries and you're That's what I think. Yeah. yeah, you're giving your child the example of a healthy boundary. Right. Not now, thank you, we'll talk about this later. And we'll talk about this when, you know, mommy and daddy have time to sit down and talk about this. Um, and you don't even have to go into the emotions of it unless there's questions about it later. But I think the boundary modeling is the biggest part of this. You want to model that you have boundaries around all people. You have boundaries mm-hmm. with your children, you have boundaries with your spouse, your ex-spouse, who, whoever it is. Boundaries with work, boundaries in all areas of life. I think boundaries yeah. are big for kids and um, something that they struggle with, with the going back and forth because there's different boundaries in each household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, totally. And the expectation is just keep holding your boundaries in your household and you can't control what the other parent is doing, obviously. And, you know, that's what that's what they do, you know, when you're at your daddy's house or when you're at your house with your daddy or your house with your mommy. So I think a lot of the, like the worries that moms have in particular, and I can only speak to moms because I am one and I work with them, is that if, if things are not exactly the same in both houses in terms of boundaries or discipline or whatever, that it's difficult for the children. But my, my stance on this is as long as they're is like something for your child to adapt to in both homes in terms of rules and boundaries, they're going to be okay. It doesn't necessarily need to be exactly the same. Am I like missing the mark there or? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Because boundaries are different everywhere. They're, they're different in school. They're different at, you know, um, classes. Every Everywhere a child goes, the boundaries are different. Mm-hmm. So it's Absolutely. okay for them to have to learn to adjust. Now, this is where the regulation piece is so big because you want to make sure that they're regulated when they're presented with these new boundaries and give them space and time to absorb it all, process it all, and also come to the place where they're understanding of all those boundaries. 
It's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? Okay, so we know what we need to do in order to get our children off to their other parents' house feeling good, at least in terms of ourselves and and for our kids. We obviously can't control how our ex-spouses present in those moments. But then comes the other piece of the puzzle that is also very difficult for a lot of moms is when you get your children back. That is a difficult transition for different reasons. Now the kids need time to like adjust back to mom's house or wherever they are now in this moment. And that parents have a lot of trouble with that because I think from the parent perspective, we just want them to come in and pick up where they left off. And it doesn't really work that way, does it? No, absolutely not. You have to give them grace and give yourself grace in those times. Some things like in, to practice that transition is like talking about what's going to happen when we get home, giving them like a visual, to, again, depending on their age, talking about what's going to happen when you get out of the car or when they get back to your house in kind of order of sequence. So they know what to expect Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times what I've observed is that they they don't know what to expect. So they're acting as they would have act for the last two days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, and I get so many people who will say that it must just be a circus over there because my child comes back and is a hot mess. And I'm like, well, no, I don't think that's necessarily the situation. How do you see it? They're processing a lot of emotion yeah, and and they don't know how to get it out of their bodies. So I know that you spoke about this with your daughter doing something like to kind of ease that transition, like a dance party Mm -hmm. or um, going for a walk in nature taking a swim, um, even, uh, again, the I spy game, giving them something to calm their bodies down and get them back into their bodies is going to be your job. A hundred percent. And I'm always, I'm always suggesting to moms, like letting your child lead in that moment. If they come in the door from the other parent's house or after school, after having been at the other parent's house, like maybe you're so excited, you want to like squeeze them and do what you think is right. Let them lead. A lot of times when my daughter was younger, it was like I put out an activity that I knew she would gravitate towards and I would join her in it. But now that she's older, she's kind of just like, I feel overwhelmed. Can I go to my room for a few minutes and chill out? And I'm like, do it. You know, this is about you feeling good. This is, I mean, even though I want to like attack her and jump on her with kisses, that's not necessarily what's going to help her adjust in that moment. Right. And I think that's that's also like really taking the the lead from your kids because they'll show you whether they show you verbally, whether they show you with their bodies, whether they show you by maybe acting out a little bit, they'll show you what they mm-hmm. need and what they want. Now, what I will say I feel really strongly about, and this is something I speak to all parents about, make it something internal versus external. 
like handing them a screen and letting them go play video games in their room by themselves. That's not good. No, you're setting them up for like that, that external valid, external validation and dopamine rush. Like you want them to be able to give it to themselves. And this Mm -hmm. is something we struggle with as adults as well. Like giving them, um, I know for me, so I'm a child of, of divorced parents and I was thinking about a lot. What my grandparents used to do and what my parents would do is on the pickup or drop off, we would always go get ice cream. We would get donuts. We would get cookies. We would get all the things that I liked to make me feel better because that's what they thought was going to help this transition. But what it did was set up this unconscious loop in my body that every time I thought I needed to transition from something hard, I wanted to It was time for a snack. Yeah. Yeah, it was time to eat. And that was so unconscious for so long. So really be conscious about what you're doing with children now, an activity, like a game together, which is what you said you set up, a game together, or even like if they're going to do the screen time, playing a game together on the screen mm-hmm. so that you are present. You are offering them presence and you are present with them on this transition. That's really helpful advice because I've Maybe I've done this wrong a couple of times, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for we're, sharing that. We're all but learning. Yeah, no, we're all learning. But I think also like allowing, again, it, allowing your child to like own their feelings in that moment, like and not making it about yourself. And because you miss them so much, I think is so important um, because- I think, you know, we lose sight of the fact that these little people have their own emotions and their own feelings and life is hard for them too in its own little way. And it doesn't matter how much we missed them. This is about them, not us. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, you speak to it so well in your book and you speak to it so well in all all of your um, podcasts and the things that you promote on social media. I see that. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you know, I used to be a teacher. And so I do know a thing or two about children and responding to how they feel and meeting them where they're at, because that was, you know, obviously important as somebody in education. But um, I do think I also parent from a place of like what I didn't have when I was a kid. You know, I think all of us do now. I think like our generation grew up kind of like be seen and not heard. Nobody cares about you and how you're feeling in this moment just exist around the adults, but now we're really learning to validate our children's needs and meet them where they're at. Yes, because I mean, hopefully we're doing the work on ourselves as well. And and that can only trickle down to yeah. help helping our children better and helping them understand what they're feeling and that some of these things are big and hard emotions that they're yeah. processing. Yeah. And and we really we don't really well, we take for granted the things that come easy for us may not come easy for them, right? Like we get home after a long day and we're just like so happy to be there, but for them, and there's so many different layers to it. And thinking about like state, yeah. And thinking about state changing, like things that change your state immediately also change the children's state from where they're Mm -hmm. at. Like something like movement, even something like so simple as like doing hip circles, Mm-hmm. Um, it, it changes your state, deep breathing. It's harder with kids, but something like you could do in the car is like tapping. You can like do the tapping and that's a very calming and state changing, um, activity for kids who are dysregulated. Tell me more about tapping. 
So tapping is the emotional freedom technique. And there's several points on your body where you can tap for for calming. Um, One of the points is right here, like above um, your eyes and your eyebrows. But if you do that in repetition, it calms your nervous system. It's a practice. It's just like the practice of meditation. But it's like one of those things in your toolbox that you have. Huh. I never knew about this. This is very cool. Tapping's really, it's really easy and you can have your kids do it in the car and you do it with them. Wow. So many good nuggets here. So what would you say to any mom? What would be like your biggest takeaway to any mom listening to this, who is really struggling with transition times, getting her kids to the other parent and back from the other parent? First, and we spoke about this earlier, first for herself, getting her body into regulation before she starts those transitions, whether it's tapping, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's jumping around, throwing a ball on the floor, like you're exercising, Mm -hmm. shaking those emotions and all the feelings and attachment to those feelings off before they embark on that journey or whatever travel time they have to do with their kids to get them to the next place. And then their state will be changed. And then obviously they'll have triggers again, but holding their boundaries, holding themselves in love and holding their children in love and just seeing the person through the eyes of the child. Yeah. I I mean, that's, but that's huge for every aspect of co-parenting Linda. And that's what I'm trying to get people to realize is that none of this really has anything to do with us. Nothing. Well, some of it, but not (laughs) largely, this is just about our children. Yes. And, and how they are going to navigate the world based on what they're watching. Mm-hmm. No pressure, guys. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. I'm like going, I'm like going to sign off now to go watch videos on tapping and um, yeah, <laughs> games Bella and I can play together on the iPad. This is brilliant. Um, I, I'm only feeling half bad because what we do on her iPad is we watch videos together of like animals, funniest home videos. That's like her thing. Like she loves funny pet oh. videos. So I am there with her. I So I don't feel like 100% terrible. <sighs> or there's even so happy, much to learn. There's so much to learn. And it, every day, just give yourself grace and compassion because that's what we all need more than ever. <laughs> so we all need, but even like doing like a little, I know it's silly, but like, you know, copying like a TikTok dance with your kid. Oh, we do it all the time. So okay. fun. Okay. Such a game changer, such a state changer. It makes them feel fun. It, it, don't do it for so long, but like, you know, you're doing one, you're, you're practicing it for a few minutes and then you're going to film it and maybe you post it, maybe you don't, but that's not the reason you're doing it. It's just for fun. It's just for connection. And connection. Absolutely. Those the are the moments. Yeah. Those are the moments that your kids like really are like, wow, you know, mom's not just this person that I go to for things. Like she's fun and we can enjoy the same things. And, and I think again, like letting your child lead and knowing what those things are for them that are going to bring you to their level. Like that's, that's been huge for me in my own personal situation. It is. It's, it's, it's so hard to get out of our own heads. Right. And then once we get out of our own heads and we can look at other people and think about what they're thinking with the empathy involved, what they're feeling, that's when we're able to give. Totally. Linda, thank you so much for all of these nuggets. Linda Matthews, everyone, how can everyone get in touch with you if they have more questions or want to work with you? 
you can find me at Healthy Kids OT on Instagram, on Facebook, and healthykidsot at gmail.com. And reach out to Michelle if you have any more questions. But I'm on all the social media platforms. I would love to meet you. Come on yeah. by. Highly suggest you giving her a follow or checking her out because there are there's so much more to learn. And like we said, like we are always evolving as moms. So keep learning, everybody. And thank you so much for being here and listening. We'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists, and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com, and click on Become a Member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong. 